0: Hello everyone out there in Podcast Land. This is Heather from She Rise Studios, and I am here with an amazing woman tonight. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and I'm going to give her the floor so she can share her journey with you. And we're so excited to have her. Um, we have Kadisha Powell with us today. And she is an Amazon number one best selling author and award winning finalist for the 2021 best book awards sponsored by American Book Fest she did uh, just decided to write her memoir right so she did it in 30 days and her debut memoir growing up Joplin she shares the trials and triumphs of being one of the few African Americans raised in a small predominantly white Midwest town and she's going to tell you a little bit about her journey. You know, she's gone from being um, a high school teacher to writing these memoirs. Now she's getting into to writing rom-com screenplays and just seeing where life takes her. And she also wants to t- help take other women on this journey that may want to be making a change, discovering themselves in writing, and let's give her the floor so she can tell us way more about herself and her awesome journey.
1: Hey, hi, Heather. Thank you. I appreciate that intro. <laughs> well, I want to start to say I was a high school teacher for 13 years. Uh, I taught students how to shoot and edit video. And then um, when the pandemic hit, it was just, it was real rough. I, you know, just decided, you know, I couldn't continue on um the very first night i was ever in clubhouse i saw a room that said hey you want to write your book and so i was like I, you know playing around so i pop in the room and um there's a best-selling author Nalena kai who was hosting the room and she's like okay from here we're going to go to a zoom and this is going to be for people who are interested in writing their memoir or self-help in like 30 days and we're so i went on and went to the zoom <laughs> me and about 18 other people Receive the information, you know, about hey, the process and stuff. And it's at this time I still was teaching, so it was still a little bit crazy. I'm still working from home, so I'm on the computer 10 hours a day plus with the online learning. <laughs> and then it was another two to three hours after that to hit that 30 day mark. Now, for wow. me, I, yeah, I've always been super creative, but I i would say i have like adult adhd where i'm like squirrel so accountability for me is like a big time thing so i really was like i need accountability which i got i was assigned a coach a book coach and i had to check in with her every single day and all i had to do was just tell her i my goals i'm good or i need prayer (laughs) so if i pray prayer she would call and be like hey what's up And so rarely did I have to reach out to her for prayer, but a couple of times, you know, with the stress of like, I can't do this. I is too much. And, you know, she was phenomenal being, having a great pep talk. Like you've done half of it. Continue on. We just have about 10 more days. Uh, Keep on. And so, you know, I pressed on. It was it was very hard. You know, it was just it was hard. But I was like, okay, let me press on. Let me press on. And so why I was interested in my memoir is because I feel as an African-American, when, when our stories are told, it's kind of like one perspective, you know? And it's kind of like um, not a perspective that a lot of people go through. So most of the time, and again, no, nothing to take away from students, from people who have struggled and come out of that, but there is a population of African-Americans that were middle-class and upper middle-class that we never see or hear or, you know, anything, you know, like that, you know? So um, growing up in Java, Missouri, was definitely like an interesting perspective when you're an only. So whether you're an only female in a room full of men, you know, at a business meeting, you know, whether you are the only person of color in a group of people, whether you are the only white person, in a group of black people, it, you know, it's we all relate to being an only in some type of circle and how that's a little bit the isolation and a little bit, it could cause a little bit of the loneliness, you know, and so some of the misunderstanding, some of the little bit of stereotypes, and, you know, again, being in Missouri, a um, little bit of the racism uh, from that. And so um, some of the eye-opening things, um, you know, happen. I would just say again, uh, fourth grade, I think it was the first time I was aware of like color for my teacher uh, because I was struggling with my reading. And so I remember struggling with the book. She snatches the book from me and I'm in fourth grade. And so you're about what, 10, maybe 11 in fourth grade. And so she tells me, uh, it was an older white teacher and she tells me like, you um, color kids will never learn as white, like as white kids, you know? And I think that was an introduction to um, like looking at my family, like I'm, I'm different, you know, from that. Because up until that, I, you know, I didn't, you wouldn't know, we just kids, we played, it was never an issue until the old time to bring that in. And I feel like at that time, two one of two things could have happened. Like, one, I could have never picked up a book again. I could have hated reading because when I, as a teacher, I talk to kids to find out, well, why do you hate reading or you hate this? There's a wound in there. And usually it's unfortunately caused by either a teacher or a parent, you know, because sometimes our parents want to live through our kids. And sometimes the words might be a little harsh. And the action, people we, we internalize that. And so for me, the flip side of it was like, OK, well, I think I know I can be a strong reader. I know I can't. So the summer between fourth and fifth grade, you know, I begged my dad to take me to the library, checked out the maximum books, read the books. I was going every Saturday. I was reading about 15 kid books at a time. This was like babysitter club. I'm a Gen X. So <laughs> raising like 80s, 90s 80s, uh, my yeah, club. Um, who else? Like, um, uh, Sweet Valley High, you know, love those type of little series books. I just devoured them. So the funny part was going in the fifth grade, I was tested about four times because they couldn't believe that my reading level went <laughs> from below average to an eighth grade. Level. I was reading at an eighth grade reading <laughs> level, and they couldn't believe that that happened just over the period of, you know, a summer. And so that began my love of reading. So then, which also influenced my love of storytelling, you know, so I have that. So I've always had that desire, but I just let life, you know, kind of kick to me. So fast forward to, again, December of 2019, pop in the room. And then I was like, okay, you know, something kind of stirred in my heart of like, okay, let me do this. So that is uh, how I began kind of the memoir journey. And then how people have responded to the memoir. I've gotten a lot of positive responses of people saying, okay, I hadn't even thought about this perspective coming coming back. And I've had a lot of people relate and say, okay, I've been that person or I've been, you know, I can totally your story. And so that's been the beautiful thing about when you write a book and you kind of put it out there, you don't know what you're going to get or who's going to connect with it, which is why I love reading about different cultures and things like that. So that, um, You know, I can say and be like, wow, I'm learning something. That's that's interesting. So that's kind of how I began with the memoir. So with that, with that, I became part of Nelena Kai's tribe. It's about 30 authors or so. Um, I was invited to write on a series with her. And so from the nonfiction to fiction, (laughs) which was a romantic suspense, uh, that I were with uh, my uh, my writing partner Erica B Davis we were book nine of a of a series called Queens of the castle and so um that was definitely a different process so memoir self-help you know very non-fiction uh, kick over to romantic suspense and this is all within the same like, eight, nine months of each other from start to finish. I had two books kind of written and, and went to publication. So the beautiful thing with our class, we, like I said, we started with 18, nine and only four of us made it to publication. Each four of us that made publication, we all hit the Amazon number one bestseller category on the day we released. So that was just like, yeah, that had to be like, just,
0: <laughs> yeah, and justifying, right? Yeah,
1: justifying that okay, hard work, it really does pay off and when you truly follow your passion, you're not going to let exhaustion, you know, kick you back, you're not going to let frustration, anything, you know, hold hold you back. And so we actually had just celebrated our year because it was in June of 2021 that, you know, everything um was released. So I'm like, wow, in an entire year um two entire books written uh two collaborative uh, projects that are also published and like four kind of books inside of this time period uh from that and then again being part of a tribe a group of people group of authors you know we you know meet and connect and it's like a little small family of like-minded individuals that just have a love of storytelling and so having community also helps so that's kind of how i began that memoir writing component to where it took me to the um Romantic suspense.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. And you are so right about that community. I know I'm um, being an author and not writing a whole book like you and not writing two whole books in a short amount of time, Superwoman, but I was, you know, co authored in two books in the past two, three now because it's submitted. So it's just the third one's just not out yet, but I have written, um, co authored three books in the past year. And, you know, so I'm just writing a chapter, not a whole book, but. It does create a community. You know, you come together, you work on this project together, and you know, all of a sudden you know how all these other little cheerleaders that you didn't have before, you know, you all are pushing to that common goal. And it is it does become a blessing that you didn't know you needed, that you didn't know you had. Um, and so that is an amazing thing. And just congratulations on, on pushing those books out, going bestseller. Um, you know, it's a feat and and you did it, and that's amazing. And I really love the fact that you took that you were brave enough to tell your story, right? Yeah. As you know, you expose yourself out there. Sometimes you don't know how that's going to turn out, right? Yeah. And so I didn't write a whole memoir, but I definitely do share some personal things of my story in some of the books because I felt like if I didn't, and you probably felt this way, obviously, by writing the memoir there was people out there that would read your story and it would affect their lives, you know? And that's what you just did. You just affected a lot of young women's lives by writing this book and sharing, like you said, something that's not talked about a lot, right? Right. So yeah. a lot of times, you know, color's a hot topic, no matter what color you are right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate done. because, you know, like yourself, I, I've always taught my children and I, I was taught, you know, that our skin color didn't really matter. Like, you know, God made us all different colors because he wanted us to be all different colors. And he, that, that doesn't define who you are. Right. Uh, but unfortunately it seems to be everybody's definition now these days, you know? Um, right. And it's, in. so I think it's beautiful that you wrote a story of this is the per- perspective of someone who's walked through this, you know, right. and, and, that you didn't let it keep you down. You're like, okay, well, if that's what you're gonna say, like, I'm just gonna find a way to prove you wrong. And right. isn't that a testament to the, what we have to do all the time? You know, it's like you can either choose because a choice you can choose to stay down and let things put you down, or you can choose to just rise right up out of it and say <laughs> yeah.
1: what. Well, I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's hard to kind of overcome if you don't have people that encourage you in that in that area. Um, my dad was a single dad that raised two girls, so he was definitely very involved as a dad number one, and they also very like, okay, you know what, stuff's gonna happen, and you know, not kind of get over it because also with that Gen X group, we we was a little bit wild. We kind of raised ourselves, you know, we we had a lot of independence, and mm-hmm. we had to figure out a lot of stuff, so we didn't have time to like whine and cry and all this, you know. We weren't coddled. I would say we didn't have time to be coddled old and so which is a good thing you know from that but also that bad thing is like we can you know can be too hardened where it's difficult to kind of express how we feel uh yes. from that <laughs> from that and so yeah and so he um i didn't really realize again what was happening until like i moved from joplin and i moved to the east coast and then where i was around a lot of diversity which was beautiful you because
0: like I, shock. I, I didn't even know yeah, this
1: part yeah it. it was yeah and it was but it was awesome because i i also was a single mom i had my son was nine years old when we moved out here and i love that he had kids of like Every race, color. And then, of course, you know, as a parent, you know, I'm chatting with all the family. And so, you know, same thing again, And he, so he's 25. So he um, still has his best friends that when he was nine, that he still has. So when he, so he's in Missouri and when he comes out here to Maryland, where I'm at now, they will drive two to three hours to see him. And that to me is awesome where I can say, wow, you know, um, these are the same group of kids, all different diverse backgrounds that have been solid since they were nine. <laughs> now they're like many adults and i've also seen them grow and so it's almost like i see the little nine-year-olds and you know it's like in you know doing phenomenal things in the world that's that you know beautiful part you know that beautiful component of like you know this is kind of what it is this is kind of community love people you know bring people in you know don't be afraid to stick up for those that you know may not have a voice and so i've always you know put that into instilled that into my son and he he was always that kid (laughs) <laughs> look around, somebody was sitting alone sit with them or, you know, any, any, you know, things. And I was just like, wow, that, that's, that's kind of amazing. <laughs>
0: that is amazing. So tell me, Kadisha, how can people um, find your books, but how can they connect with you? If they're like, gosh, you know, you're amazing. I would like to have this type of journey. I know you you have kind of in your thoughts about, should I do some coaching? Can I help other people have this experience that I experienced? Maybe you want to share with our listeners, you know, how they can go on this journey or how they can check out your your books and connect with you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so my books are definitely on Amazon, but they're also at Barnes & Noble. And most where books are sold via the ebook. Uh The paperback for Growing Up Joplin is also on Amazon as well. Um, I have a website. It is Kadesha Powell. So K-A-D-E-S-H-A powell.com. and if you want to go there you can kind of see what I have going on and then like I said I've been working with a small group of women um, where I'm walking them through the process so the kind of the teacher in me wants to have like a test trial <laughs> but we're seeing some really great results and some feedback from them because in my heart I really believe that everybody has a story to tell and you know no matter what your background is and it can help other people and sometimes that fear stops us and, and some of those voices will no. Nobody cares what you have to say and we do care we do care and i believe again se- um self publishing is leveling the playing field because we don't have to wait 2 to 3 to 5 years for the book to come out we don't have to wait for someone to tell okay this is not the right story for us we can publish on our own and get our work out there on our own and be seen and you know it's been phenomenal so um i so do, you do, do work do you that's what we do yeah. here right
0: so even if yeah. women need you know um she writes definitely that You know, Hannah Oliva started She Rise. She said, I've had these experiences in trying to be an author and trying to be a speaker and trying to be a business owner. And they were, you know, experiences that taught her a lot of things, but she knew she wanted to see it done differently. Right. And so that's where She Rise was born. And that's what we like to do too. And I think it's beautiful that you're wanting to do that and show women how they can go on this journey, you know, is. And we are stronger together right and supporting each other and i'm sure you've got a little community from from writing these books of women that are you know little cheerleaders out there just pushing each other on that's experience i've had too and that's really what we want to put across is collaboration over competition exactly Um, we each have a story we each have something we've walked through That could benefit somebody else. And isn't it better to come together on those things than try to point out constantly our differences? Look for, you know, and highlight those differences because they're important and they're part of your journey and your story. So, thank you for sharing your journey and your story (laughs) with the world. I'm going to go check out your book because I want to hear all about
1: it (laughs)
0: and, and that experience. And and share that with my girls because, like you said, with your son, it's always good to just kind of show them how to be good humans and watch out for for everyone. And so I think that's a beautiful message you have too as well. Again, if you want to check out Kadisha's book, they are on Amazon. They are sold in stores. Um, raise and say the title of your books again, so if people are looking. Maybe they weren't listening before, but they can go ahead and write it down.
1: Okay, uh, so my memoir is Growing Up Joplin, as in Joplin, Missouri. And then the romantic suspense is called Queen of Bahia, and it is part of the Queen of the Castle series. So, and those are Amazon as well. It's book, you know, ebooks and everything, they're out. Um, They're $2.99 right now, both of them uh, from that. And they again are available and out. And so, yep. And so again, my website, KadishaPowell.com, uh, if you want to like to reach me or talk to me anymore or maybe work with me about helping you organize and get your self-help or memoir out there. Um, I really have, again, I have a heart for mompreneurs and just women and, you know, definitely like I'm a cheerleader, positive, like, hey type person. So um, <laughs> I again, <laughs> I would love to talk and interact with anyone who would like to interact with me. Awesome.
0: Well thank you for coming on today Kadisha and I hope that I want to see you know your your next little rom-com experience your screenplay. I'm excited to see where that goes. So <laughs> it was great meeting with you, great talking with you yeah. and ladies I hope you took down some notes and check out Kadisha's books and um connect with her. And thank you for listening and tuning in to She Rise Studios podcast today.
1: Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.